Hey guys, welcome to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Diana Lee. I spent years steeped in diet culture, obsessively weighing, measuring, and tracking my food. In 2019, I ditched macro tracking for good, and now I've made it my mission to help you swap diets for real food freedom. It's time to unfuck your mindset and stop letting food control you. Let's dive in. More often than not, I work with the type A overachieving type of person. A lot of times they're more of that perfectionist, but not always, but usually very, very highly motivated, take direction well, organize. And of course they have a passion for bettering themselves because I mean, why else would you hire a coach, right? (laughs) But all of these traits sound amazing and they absolutely are. But while we have these amazing traits. And I say we, because I am also that type A overachieving type of person. While we do have these amazing traits, a lot of times that type A personality can actually be our downfall, especially in relation to our health. And today's episode is going to be the perfect mindset shift that you need if you identify with any of the following statements. One, you feel that you operate well on high anxiety. You find that having a fire put to your butt helps you be productive and get shit done, and you would describe yourself as working well under pressure. Two, you are drawn to high-intensity fitness, whether it's CrossFit, Orange Theory, F45, berries, or really any kind of training that produces a good sweat, leaves you feeling nice and sore, and really kicks your ass. Three, on the flip side, you don't really do well with sitting still. You probably go to the gym most days per week. I'm talking four to seven days a week. And you don't know what to do with yourself on rest days. Even on your days off from the gym, you find a way to do something active. Four, you also likely struggle with activities such as meditation, journaling, or gentle yoga. You find that your mind wanders a lot. You struggle to stay in a calm state for extended periods of time. Or maybe it just straight up bores the hell out of you. Five, you pride yourself on productivity. Doing things and getting shit done is what makes you feel valid as a person. This can also lead you to feel guilty or lazy on days when you don't get as much or anything done. And six, chances are you also likely struggle with boundaries. Maybe that looks like your work life is often bleeding into your personal life or your social life is soaking up every single free minute that you have. Maybe it looks like putting others such as your family or friends first, even if it's at a detriment to your needs. I am really, really curious how many of these statements you felt were relatable to you. And if you're feeling like, oh my God, she's in my head, she knows me to a T, then this is absolutely the episode for you. And if you only relate to a few or one of those statements, I still think that you're going to be able to pull some value from today's mindset shift. As I said earlier, I can certainly relate. I am that type A individual. I have always been more of that overachieving type, the perfectionist type. And a lot of those statements that I just said aloud are statements that absolutely described me to a T when I was in my early to mid twenties. So I'm just going to give you some background, some context to who I was at the time. And then of course, how it was impacting my health. 
Now, I was always just a really hard worker. I was raised on, you know, the con the the concepts. <laughs> I was raised in, on being disciplined, on being a highly motivated individual, on working very, very hard for anything I wanted. That those were some core values that were instilled into me. And I always worked multiple jobs most of my life. It was very rare that I only had one job at a time. And this started even as early as high school. And I was juggling school. I was juggling multiple jobs. Then later in life, I was juggling multiple jobs and oftentimes like certifications and things like that. When I was working my nine to five corporate job, I was also coaching part-time at a gym, as well as running a dog sitting business out of my apartment on the weekends. I truly thrived on being busy all of the time. And I never really did well with alone time or downtime. I honestly just didn't know what to do with myself. And I felt that if I had downtime, I had to fill it with something. And so I did. Oftentimes I was researching anything I could learn about nutrition and fitness at the time so that I could be a better coach and pursue this passion of mine while it wasn't my full-time gig. Then I began working in the fitness industry and this only got worse. The fitness industry already is not known for having normal working hours or boundaries. And that was definitely the case for me. But for a long time, I didn't mind it because I was so passionate about my gym that I was at and what I was doing. Working long hours and being on the go was so normal for me. And it was just how I had lived most of my life. Now, through all of this, I was also so disciplined with my personal fitness and nutrition. I was doing CrossFit multiple days per week, but I also taught spin classes for a while, but I also trained for 10Ks and half marathons. CrossFit for me was never just one hour and I would just hang out working out all the time. Like this was a lot of my social life. I had gym friends that I would just hang out with and we would work out for funsies. I was really passionate about getting better at Olympic weightlifting. So I would do a CrossFit class and then I would make sure I also made it to the Olympic weightlifting class. Like I was at the gym all the time. From a nutrition standpoint, I had my meals planned and prepped every single week. And part of that was due to necessity because I was so busy. I literally did not have time during the week to cook. So I had to do it all ahead of time. And this also ensured that I ate very, very healthy and I controlled my calorie intake asterisk here because most of the time, because as you guys have probably seen me talk about on Instagram, I definitely restricted and binged a lot. So my weekends looked very different from my Monday through Friday, but yeah, I digress. I also looked the part too. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I was ripped. I was very, very lean. I had a six pack and I was also just admittedly pretty good at CrossFit. A lot of the members that I coached looked up to me in that aspect because I was aspirational in a way. I was never always the strongest athlete, but I was getting there, but I had a history in gymnastics. So I was always very good at the gymnastics movements and I was overall fit enough to be very good at CrossFit. But here's the thing is the outside, you know, how I looked, how I performed in the gym to others was not reflecting what was actually going on inside of my body. In college, I developed generalized anxiety disorder and my anxiety became something that I just simply accepted as a normal part of my life. I eventually got put on an SSRI daily, about 10 milligrams for a while, but I would say, I would always tell people it took the edge off, but it wasn't actually eliminating my anxious feelings. So once again, anxiety was 
normal to me. Now to counterbalance the SSRIs and especially to help me wind down and sleep at the end of the night, I began smoking marijuana daily. I had a rule for myself though. During the week, I would only smoke at the end of my day as soon as everything I needed to do had gotten done or whatever I had remaining to be done still got done. So I had this I had this really messed up sense about it, I guess you can say, where I was like, okay, I can, I'm allowed to smoke weed every single day as long as I'm still really productive. So I was really feeding that part of my brain. And I mean, yes, I was in and out of therapy over the years, but I, I would stick to it and then I would drop it, whether it was due to a move or due to, you know, whatever, whatever reason it was that I would stop therapy, but I was on and off with that. It's safe to say that my primary coping method for my anxiety was the usage of my SSRI medication and smoking weed daily. So that was obviously really, really good and really healthy. But in addition to that, my body was hurting. Now, once again, this was something that I chalked up to being quote unquote normal. After all, I had had back pain since I was a preteen due to being a gymnast. I went through years of not really having my back pain explained. I went through years of PT, uh, once again, on and off, on and off PT, on and off chiro care, and my back pain just never got better. So it was something that I lived with. It was something that I accepted as my normal. And as a result, it was something that I saw I needed to simply just like push through. So I continued to train and when my back would flare, it'd be like, oh, you know, that's normal. But then the knee pain started and that wasn't normal. That was new. And while it was explained away by my back pain, like, oh, your knee pain is caused by your back pain and blah, blah, blah. Soon enough, I couldn't run without pain. And to put this into context, I was running three to four days a week at the time. I was running multiple miles a day. So this was a huge change for me to all of a sudden I couldn't make it beyond two miles without having knee pain. And my last half marathon that I competed in, I literally limped across the finish line. I don't know if I call it a limp. It was like this weird gazelle gallop, but I could not properly bend my knee by the end of that half marathon. And that was ultimately the last race that I ran before soon enough, I was cutting out running pretty much out of all of my workouts, you know, as this progressed, as my pain progressed in CrossFit, I started scaling my workouts more and more. So first I stopped running. Then I took out sit-ups and toes to bar for my back. And then I adjusted my weights and then I took this out and this out. Right. So all of a sudden I was just scaling my workouts constantly in a way that I could navigate my pain, but my pain wasn't actually getting any better. And another thing that I accepted as being normal was I was just constantly tired. I was so exhausted all the time. And it became a joke between my husband and I, when he would basically say, oh, let me guess you're tired because I said it so often because I truly genuinely felt just drained of energy all of the time. But once again, that was my norm. That was normal for me because I was a morning coach. I was waking up early at about 4.15 a.m. And then I would work all day. So it felt normal to be exhausted all of the time. Notice that a lot of the signs and symptoms of pushing myself way too hard, I overlooked and I just passed off as being quote unquote normal. 
to me, it was normal to be exhausted. It was normal for my body to be in pain. It was normal for me to have high anxiety, but these symptoms are anything but normal. And you have to start recognizing that your body is telling you something. I see myself in so many of you, the people that I work with, the people that I coach in the gym, the people that I talk to daily. I love it that you're disciplined and you're motivated, but I hate it that you're not recognizing when you've crossed the line into pushing yourself so hard that your health is actually being harmed by it. And I know that that's not your intention. So this episode is designed to help bring awareness to this pattern. So you can begin to shift your mindset, habits, and behaviors to better care for yourself. Let's touch upon this topic in three categories today. The first will be in regards to your nutrition. The second will be in regards to your fitness. And the third will be in regards to your lifestyle and the overall concept of rest versus productivity. In the realm of nutrition, the biggest stressors that I see being placed on your body, whether you realize it or not, is one, the stressor of a caloric deficit and two, the stressor of a micronutrient deficiency. The type A personality type is often very, very attracted to concepts like macro tracking, calorie counting, or dieting. We love rules. We want instructions that are easy to follow, and we thrive on having feedback on whether or not we are doing something right or wrong. Diets more specifically often provide very clear and specific rules. Eat this, not that. Macros and calories provide parameters to work within. Eat this much, no more, no less. Combine that with the law of thermodynamics, aka the calories in, calories out approach. If you burn more than you consume, then your body will lose weight, right? These are super easy rules for us to live by, abide by, and it gives us that satisfaction of I am doing this right or I am doing this wrong. But the downfall of this approach to nutrition is primarily removing the human experience from the equation. Humans are fallible. So we are bound to eat foods that are on the restricted list or not hit our calories and or macros to the gram. Not only that, but we do not live in a bubble in which we eat the same thing every single day. We face things such as emotional eating, celebratory eating, social eating, cultural eating, and more. The act of eating and the food that we choose to consume varies based on the experience that we are having and the rules are often not built to guide you through those experiences. This is where you tend to stumble and make mistakes, but these rules incite anxiety. That's when you feel guilty that you ate something that you shouldn't have, or you beat yourself up for going over your allotted intake. That's when you try to overcompensate elsewhere by restricting further to quote unquote, make up for poor behaviors. Now you're reinforcing the idea that you need to eat less, you cannot be trusted around food, and that you lack portion control without your rules. What you don't realize is that you have this compounding stress of eating less and training more that is wreaking havoc on your body and your health. You're focused on looking smaller and weighing less, but there's far more that's happening underneath the surface. Without enough fuel and protein, your muscles are breaking down rather than building and getting stronger. In addition, your body needs to downregulate other processes within to conserve energy if you are not getting adequate energy in. This can lead to a slower metabolism, slower heart rate, as well as a disruption in our sex hormones. In addition, when we eat less or simply control our calorie intake without focusing on what those calories comprise of, 
Then we can start to see the issue of micronutrient deficiency, as well as inflammation, which can be caused by excess intake of processed foods. It's not enough to just meet your numbers for the day, but to also ensure that the food that you are feeding into your body is truly supporting you from a health perspective. That is not to say that you must eat clean all the time. And this is where we approach our first mindset shift of the day. Within my coaching, I essentially reprogram my clients to think about nutrition differently. We do not need these exact rules to abide by. And instead, I want you to understand that nutrition and nourishment itself is far more fluid. Yes, we want to nourish our body most of the time with whole real foods, but how we continue to enjoy life and maintain our sanity is through allowing ourselves to indulge mindfully. There are no rules that tell you what indulging mindfully is because it's a fluid concept. Some instances call for greater indulgence than others. I provide general guidance to my clients on how to navigate these instances, but more importantly, I teach them to think critically in these moments to make the best decision for them in that very moment. Now, if you do want to lose weight or burn fat, yes, absolutely. A calorie deficit with a bit more of a guided approach can help, but you do not need to be eternally in a calorie deficit, watching every little thing that you eat to see results. This process often requires diet breaks, both for your mental sake and your physical sake. Diet breaks can look like the occasional indulgence balanced into your plan or genuine refeed periods before going back into a deficit. Where the type A personality struggles is releasing these rules, the rules of controlling or limiting calories, eating strictly clean foods or only what is quote unquote allowed and so on and finding a more gentle approach to nutrition. But they also don't realize that releasing these rules often leads to a better relationship with food, which then leads to greater consistency and improved health. Some nice little mantras for you to probably honestly repeat to yourself. And I'm going to repeat this pattern through the episode, but here they are. You are still valid if you consume chips or cookies or cake or insert your favorite indulgence here. You are still valid if your nutrition isn't perfect on any given day of the week. You are still valid even if you're not tracking your food to the gram or even in my coaching using the hand portion method. Releasing that control over your nutrition is often how you find greater control around your food without having to dig your heels into willpower. Now, moving on to the fitness aspect of this, this one's critical. This is where I'm seeing you guys hit the gym daily, whether it's five or six or maybe even seven days a week. Even if you're not in the gym, maybe you're out running or biking or doing a spin class or whatever else it is on those off, quote unquote, off days. It's not really off. I'm seeing you invalidate your workout if you didn't sweat or you weren't left breathing hard at the end of it. And I'm seeing you show up more often to work out when you feel unhappy or uncomfortable in your skin, right? We don't feel good about our bodies. So what do we do? We lean into burning more calories. What I'm seeing with the type A individual is that you struggle to see rest as being productive. You are driven by results and data that validate your effort, whether it's to close your daily rings on your Apple watch or to burn X number of calories per day or to hit a certain heart rate or lift X amount of weight. Even sweat and fatigue and soreness is data, while it's subjective data rather than objective data, it is data that you use to validate or invalidate your workout. And admittedly, rest doesn't really provide 
any of that. It doesn't provide that validation that you're specifically looking for a lot of the times. Here's what's happening is that you're existing in your flight or fight mode so often with your high stress personality. And then on top of that, your high intensity activity that you feel genuinely uncomfortable when you are forced into a rest and recovery state. The former is known as your sympathetic state, which by all means has its benefits, of course. This is where we create adaptation and change in the gym. And on a more biological level, it is just our basic survival mechanism that keeps us alive. But existing in this state continuously is harmful for our health. We need to sit in a parasympathetic state, that is your rest and recovery state, as well. It's the balance between these two that is imperative to our health and well-being. It's the yin and yang of our bodies. The common issue that I see with those who sit in the sympathetic state continually is the overactivation of the adrenal axis. Your adrenals regulate various functions in your body, especially in response to stress. If your body is continually stressed out, then your adrenals will be continually activated. To put it in very, very simple terms, what you need to understand is that your adrenal axis represents various functions within your body, such as hormones and gut function that are connected or impacted by your stress. Chronically activating your adrenal access can lead to dysfunction in your body, which is often what causes these symptoms of, let's say, chronic fatigue during the day or feeling wired and tired before bed. Also feeling poor recovery, which could include prolonged exhaustion or even soreness after your workouts. Maybe those feelings of cravings, right? You're craving foods because you're hormonally off. Also weight gain or retention of body fat anxiety and depression and more. This is the mindset shift that you need right now. Rest is just as productive as your training. Rest is integral to your training and the results that you get because without it, your body will begin to struggle internally, which will then also reflect externally. So how do we rest and activate our parasympathetic nervous system to better support our training and the results of that training? In terms of the physical aspect, rest days and active recovery need to be built into your schedule. I usually recommend about three to four hours per week of intentional exercise for the average person, maximum five days if you're good about listening to your body and pulling back your intensity as needed. Now that leaves you with anywhere between two to four days of rest in your week. You do not necessarily have to do nothing, but we do want to minimize the stress being placed on your body. So this can look like going for walks, spending time doing stretches or mobility, or going for like zone two cardio, which is basically consistent, but low intensity exercise. These activities can also be done on days on which you train. So for instance, I usually like to recommend at least 10 minutes of stretching or mobility work for every one hour of workout that you do, or just simply every workout that you do. And I do intentionally program about 10 minutes of stretching at the end of every training session in my workout program, train with confidence. Personally, I go for walks every single day. Now it helps that I have a dog. So he, he does require those walks, but I do genuinely enjoy my walks. I feel like I require those walks too. And I find that the gentle movement does benefit my recovery. In terms of the mental aspect, you need to learn how to calm your nervous system down and balance your stress. Whenever I ask someone how they cope with stress, more often than not, I hear the answer is exercise. Yes, I can 
totally understand how this can help someone relieve stress and anxiety from their day. But exercise is continuing to activate the same sympathetic nervous system that is being activated by your stress. So you need to counterbalance that by activating your parasympathetic nervous system. Some examples on how we can do that include meditation, journaling, breath work, spending time in nature, spending time with pets or loved ones, or even maybe exploring hobbies of interest. We're going back to those affirmations, right? You are valid when you rest. You deserve rest and you will be healthier when you incorporate rest regularly. Your value is not derived solely from your productivity and your value does not go down when you rest. You can value your hard work and your discipline, but you must equally value rest and recovery as well. And the act of caring for yourself does not need to be exclusive to doing things, but instead can also include not doing things. Now, finally, let's talk about the lifestyle aspect of this topic and how it impacts you in your health journey. The type A personality often has little downtime because any downtime is seen as being lazy and thus must be filled with things to do. I am honestly so bad about this personally, and I am actively learning how to not fill all of my time, how to spend time by, how to spend time by myself, and how to not feel guilty when I rest and do nothing. It is a work in progress right now. Now, the first piece that we need to do in corporate now, the first piece that we need to incorporate into our self-care is healthy boundaries. The type A individual I find is often experiencing very blurred boundaries because we want to think that we can do it all. We are often hyper-organized enough to truly theoretically be able to do it all, but sometimes it does come at the cost of our mental well-being and we find ourselves overwhelmed in trying to keep up with it all. And this is especially true to my caregivers out there. So this includes parents of children or if you're caring for someone sick or elderly. You are more likely to neglect your own needs because you are conditioned to putting others first. Similarly, people pleasers can actually have this issue too for the same reasons because you're actively putting others and their well-being before your own. I want you guys to begin to practice exactly what I'm practicing for myself right now. Learn to say no to plans, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed or are only going for the sake of others. Learn how to sit and relax rather than find the need to fill all of your time. Learn to take days off without allowing yourself to feel guilty about it. And learn to balance your time in a way that also prioritizes your health and well-being. Another piece of this is adjusting expectations. As I mentioned before, the type A personality feels like they can truly do it all, but sometimes that is just not simply possible. Maybe on an average week, you can cook and clean and hit the gym and grocery shop and do all the things. But when shit hits the fan, you try to continue to do it all because you don't think that you have any other option. You have to keep it together, stick to your discipline and push through, but usually you do this all the way up until a breaking point. You're overwhelmed and you're exhausted, and that's when things just fall apart. Now, this is probably one of my favorite areas of coaching because I am teaching these types of clients how to take shortcuts without feeling guilty or stressed out about it. I have a client who felt guilty for using a grocery delivery service despite the fact that she was struggling to keep up with everything else in her life and utilizing this service 
genuinely gave her time back into her day and made her more consistent with her meal prep execution. I have another client who has now gotten comfortable with outsourcing her cooking to a mixture of using meal kits and meal prep services during very high stress periods of her life because it ensures that she maintains consistency with nourishing her body. What I find is that the type A personality type will reflect a lot of judgment on themselves when they do not live up to what are often impossibly high standards and expectations. And they view these shortcuts as being lazy. Instead, I want to flip the script on this. These are valid strategies that you can keep in your toolbox and use as needed. So some more affirmations for you here. You are valid even when you take a shortcut. You are valid even when you need to pull back your efforts and coast a bit. You are valid both in times when you push yourself and at times when you relax. And you are valid even when you need a break. How I want to wrap this up with a nice pretty bow to end it is... Be wary of this hard work and discipline mindset that is peddled by the health and fitness space to a toxic degree. It is so easy to get wrapped up into those posts that you see on the gram of someone looking fit AF with some background audio saying to show up even when it's hard or that they show up to the gym every single day and feel that you need to perform at your highest level always to look a certain way or to be viewed a certain way. Health does not require unbreakable will and discipline. It requires balance. Leaning into that balance is how we can better care for ourselves and truly feel energetic and lively and pain-free and strong. This was definitely a more interesting topic angle for me to approach here on the podcast. I do hope you enjoy it. There's a lot of mindset work here, and I'm really hoping that for you, you had at least one light bulb moment where you could spot where you could better care for yourself. I'd love to hear your reflections from this podcast. So definitely send me a DM and let's chat. I want to connect with more of you recovering type A personalities out there. And I hope that you can at a bare minimum learn from me and my own mistakes. As always, follow the podcast for weekly episode drops and I will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Anti-Macro Podcast. I am so happy to be a part of your health journey. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're now one step closer to ditching diet culture and finding real food freedom.